Welcome to a new episode of Saturday Soundbites, the vibrant and powerhouse podcast where we discuss all things visibility strategy, public relations, marketing, advertising, branding, and earned media engagement. My name is Veronica V. Sofer, and I'm your host. You know, your personal brand is the basis of your visibility strategy, and I'm committed to bringing you innovative, passionate, and successful experts who are going to teach you how to develop and enhance your visibility strategy. So whether you're an established business owner, online entrepreneur, or working professional, Saturday Soundbites is going to be your go-to podcast to hear from experts and learn executable tasks that you can start today. Be sure to check out my website, veronicavsofer.com, to learn more about what you need to have a strong and impactful visibility strategy and to see some of the powerful courses I have created for those of you who are really ready to do it DIY style. So let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saturday Soundbites. I'm your host, Veronica Sofer. Thrilled to be here with you again this week because we get to talk about all the things that I love. Visibility strategy. We talk about public relations, advertising, marketing, networking, all the strategies you need to grow your business and have a strong visibility strategy. And of course, we know how important copy is to that. And we have a phenomenal guest that's really going to bring that together for us because emails and, and all the landing pages and all the content that you create really has to speak to your audience. And so we want to make sure that you are on target as you are connecting with your audience. So we'll go ahead and get started. But in, before we do that, let's take care of some housekeeping. If you are listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of Saturday Sound Bites. And if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop us some comments and my guest and I will be sure to connect with you, answer any questions you might have, and be sure to put in hashtag replay if you're catching us um, at another time, because we want to make sure that we stay connected with you as well. So we'll go ahead and get started with this episode. I have a phenomenal guest joining us. Please welcome Yaval Ackerman. She's joining us and she's a fantastic email strategist. Welcome, Yaval. Hi, Veronica. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited about um, today's topic because first of all, copy is key to success when you are trying to connect with people, connect with your target audience. Um, and before we start sharing all of your juicy nuggets that you have for, for folks, tell us a little bit about yourself and how does one become an email strategist? Mm, thank you so much for this question. Um, I think I need to dial back to the time that back when I was 17, uh, that was my first, I would say, big break. And um, I was a journalist in, in the army. I was born and raised in Israel. When you finish high school, you join the army. That's that's the, the rules. That's the laws. Um, and I joined the army at 17, uh, fresh out of high school, went to become a journalist in the IDF's um, national radio station. We're talking about a massive reach of about 50% of the population each and every hour. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's a lot of responsibility. And I joined there because I'm a storyteller through and through. I was born a storyteller, will probably die a storyteller. And um, ever since, you know, I was a child, it was just me trying to figure out how do I tell stories in the best way possible to benefit other people? Um, because that's what we do, you know, as, as storytellers. And uh, I've done that for three years because that was the period that I was supposed to do. And when I basically finished that time of my life, I realized two things. I'll be a storyteller forever. Yeah. 
second thing, I don't want to be a journalist anymore, <laughs> ever. Um, and then I just took a writing hiatus for seven years. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a long time for a storyteller to not be actually telling stories actively and publicly. Um, and in between, I've made a few changes in my life. I moved to Berlin, where I'm basically at ever since. Um, and I studied sound engineering. So that's another part of my life. Yeah. Because um, I'm also a musician um, on top of everything else. I uh, basically turned my life around. And then I finished my bachelor in sound engineering. And I realized I do want to tell stories. How do I do that? Um, it took me a bit of time to actually take the first step. I opened my business about three years ago, almost um, as a content writer, because I thought, you know, this is how I can tell stories, right? That sounded the most, you know, reasonable and logical to me back then. But then after getting my first couple of clients, they kind of nudged me in the direction of, of copywriting, generally speaking, because um, they needed scripts for, for videos and websites and landing pages and emails as well. Um, and that's when I kind of felt like, it's going to sound a bit woo, but <laughs> I felt like the world was nudging me in that direction. And yeah. um, I'm the kind of person who sees the signs and I'm listening. I'm not yep. going it. And I saw more and more email copywriters uh, on social media. And I thought, oh, these are really wonderful people. I want to be a part of that bunch. And slowly but surely, I, I got into email copywriting specifically Um but back then, I also realized that all of this trauma that I was carrying with me from my journalism days is basically erupting without me having any control over it. Mm -hmm. So I realized that with, with therapy, loads of therapy, of course, that I needed to do things with the right people, for the right people, with integrity. And that's when I basically uh, decided that if I'm doing business in any kind of way, it has to be ethical. And that's where I, um, when I landed on being an ethical email strategist and a copywriter as well. Yeah, I love that. And I love that your passion is about telling stories in an ethical way without being sleazy. You know, we, we talked about how, um, important it is to be able to communicate with your target audience. And obviously if you're in business, you're trying to make a sale, but our topic today is how to sell more and, and better with your emails without being sleazy, because we do want to connect with people in an authentic um, way that resonates with who we are and what our business is about. And so I love that you combine those two to, um, to launch your business. So um, tell us a little bit, how long have you been doing this and what kind of clients do you work with? Sure. So in one way or another, I've been doing that for almost three years. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, as a storyteller, I've been doing that my entire life. And right. it's almost a process of fine tuning it every single day. Um, and I'm working with both both personal brands and e-com uh, brands okay. as well, mm -hmm. um, because I feel like those two have the biggest need in bettering their email marketing. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. So let's focus on personal brand because a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs on the online space, and I want to make sure that they get um, some really good content. First of all, what are two mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making in their email strategy and particularly the way they're trying to sell? Hmm. I refer to email marketing as a conversation and as a dialogue. 
So two of the most common mistakes that I'm seeing out there, and there are a bunch of them, but let me just focus on two. Right. Um, one of them is basically treating email marketing as what most people think is email marketing, which is blast your email list or your subscribers as soon as you have a new thing to sell. Okay. Um, and in between, ghost them. <laughs> yes. And I think, I just think this yes. is a horrible, this is a a recipe for a disaster because mm -hmm. if you're only telling your subscribers your people hey buy from me and don't if you don't nurture the relationship in between sales then the probability i would say of selling to your list like that is very very low so that's one gotcha the that's second... a great one i love that <laughs> yeah because it is a it, it's a conversation and it's a relationship. It's like, um, I always like to uh, compare it to a neighbor that never says hello to you in the staircase, right. but then yeah. all of a sudden when they need a cup of sugar, uh, or, or I don't know your Wi-Fi password, cause there's just crashed. It's like, yeah, who are you again? Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? Like, I don't even yeah. know who you are. It's so that's the, same, that's the same kind of, uh, relationship that we're talking about mm -hmm, right. and the second thing that i'm seeing again and again uh with personal brands is the fact that the welcome or onboarding experience i'm not only talking about the welcome sequence which is something that we do as email marketers um the whole experience the user experience is not optimized so for example um in a lot of websites i'm seeing okay just join my list drop your email you're missing so many opportunities there. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't have, you don't, you don't use the first name. You don't use last name. You don't use any long-term strategy on your signup form. Um, you don't use your success message to set the tone or um, manage expectations. Mm -hmm. You don't send an email right away saying what to expect from my being a part of my email list. Mm -hmm. So when you're not setting the tone, when you're not setting the expectations, when you're, onboarding experience is subpar then of course that your deliverability or your whole user experience is going to be less than ideal and mm -hmm. that's so easy to fix so easy to fix yeah especially with you know the tools that we have available to us through automation so easy to fix what do you think um where do you think we're missing the boat when it comes to like automation you talked about an onboarding and you talked about nurturing and the blank time in between you have an off in between you have offers where do you think there are other missed opportunities for us hmm. i think anytime you don't want to have a conversation even one-on-one -on -one conversations with with your list you're missing an opportunity mm -hmm. um I always talk about uh, four different hierarchies uh, to email marketing or, or um, in terms of what's the hardest thing for your subscriber to do. Mm -hmm. um, the, the easiest, I'll start with the easiest. The yeah, easiest what's the easiest? I want that the one. The easiest thing for your subscriber is to open an email from you and read an email, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The second easiest is to actually click on something, then followed by replying and buying something from you. Mm-hmm. Because you're not doing the sales on the actual email. This is a gateway to a landing page or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're not speaking with your subscribers one-on-one, -on -one, asking them to reply, replying back, having this whole conversation, I think that's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, I always tell my clients, and I do that myself as well with my own list, set a time 
once a month, talk with, invite subscribers to talk with you, give you feedback, um, understand what's working, what's not working. What would they, would they like to see more from you? What would they like to see less from you? Mm -hmm. um, understand what is it, what is it for them to be on your list? Why are they still there? Mm -hmm. um, so nurture those conversations and take them out of the inbox into the real world as well. And continue being curious and learning about your subscribers because at the end of the day, we're all, we're doing this for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really great advice. I love that. Um, and so give me, give me a couple of tips that people need to be thinking about. Say you've got, um, a, a small email list because some of our entrepreneurs are just starting out and they maybe just have a couple hundred email addresses. What do you need to be doing as soon as you've got those first couple of hundred email addresses? First of all, besides setting the, the tone and having a, a great onboarding experience, you need to be consistent with, um, I'm not saying consistent with the um, number of emails that you send every week, not necessarily. I always say that the consistency that you need to care about the most is the consistency of the value that you provide to your email. Uh, yeah. So to your email list, to your subscribers. So um, you can also send one email a month as, as long as you're actually saying to your subscribers, hey, I'm going to only email you once a month. Um, and in that once a month, you're going to send such an amazing email that everyone would have every reason to just stay on your list. So you can also send three emails a week mm -hmm. if, if you can, if you want to. Um, but each and every one of those emails has to be packed with value. Right, right. That's the only and, consistency I'd be worried about. Well, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, we, again, we want to give people some tips and strategies that are going to support them without being sleazy. But sometimes when I get email addresses or emails um, that I've subscribed to, and they're just so either, like you said, inconsistent or they're too often, I get maybe four or five a week and I just, I'm barely either opening them and if I do, I'm certainly not reading them. And then I feel kind of like, eh. And I, for whatever reason, um, I've just started unsubscribing to a lot of people. But for a while, I didn't. I don't know if I had like an emotional attachment to unsubscribing to them. But I got to the point where I was like, enough is enough. I'm done. I'm going to unsubscribe from this, from this um, content. Yeah. So and but, but I want to point out, it's not how many emails you send. It's how much value you provide in each and every one of those emails. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I am on lists where I'm happy to receive an email once a day because mm -hmm. it's so, so good and I'm, it's so valuable to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a tough critic, <laughs> like I'm yeah. the toughest out there. So it's not how many emails you send, it's how much you make out of it, you know, how mm -hmm. much you give to your subscribers every time that you send them an email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's one in particular um, that I get daily and uh, they're just daily affirmations and I love getting it every morning and there's very little, if any, that I can think of um, sales pitch. Uh, maybe once a month I'll get something, but I do enjoy those daily affirmations. So I'm glad you brought that up because I, I changed my position on that. There are a couple that I that I do enjoy getting. Um, so Yuval, let me ask you this. How do you get your email sequence to a place where you are ready for the sale? You're ready to ask for the sale. Um, you've, you've used the term nurturing a couple of times and we've talked about um, 
the email sequences, but how do you know when you're ready to ask for the sale? Because I think sometimes our entrepreneurs either pull the trigger too quickly or they wait too long and they've missed the opportunity. So I'm assuming there's a sweet spot and you know what it is. Mm. So I'm going to say a couple of things that will contradict one another, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the first thing that I'm going to say is that the studies suggest that you would send a sales email every four to five other emails, nurturing emails. I also want to emphasize the fact that every email is a sales email. And you don't have to do any hard sell in any of your emails and still have amazing results. Every email that I'm sending, every email that I'm writing for my clients is a sales email. Mm. It is, um, it's not even necessarily selling um, a product or a service. It's selling the person and it's selling the business. Um, and selling is nothing but suggesting some help and some solution to your audience. So in a sense, I feel like Yet again, every email is a sales email, make the most out of it and mm -hmm. make sure that you're not hard selling because I think that 90 something percent of the people out there don't appreciate hard selling anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but simply suggest that, just show the, the solution. So show your uh, product or your service as an option and people will be ready when they're ready and you need to be consistent with your value, with your emails. Mm -hmm. And when they're ready, they'll just come to you because mm -hmm. you'll be top of mind because you nurtured that relationship and because they'll be ready. Mm -hmm. So just use every opportunity, every email and make the most out of it. Yeah. No, that's really great advice. Um, and I always wondered if there was a formula or um, that the industry, an industry standard, if you will. And if so, does that apply to everybody? Or is there some niche markets that there's more flexibility with? One of my business mantras is it depends, um, because I simply don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know what your audience is like. And I, I, I can only say what I think my audience is like, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I keep researching that. Uh, same thing goes, uh, or applies to my my clients, you know, I keep learning about their audiences um, to know what best suits their subscribers. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's never like a one size fits all cookie cutter answer because it really depends. Yeah. No, that's true. That's absolutely true. And I know that, you know, before COVID, we had one way of doing business and then COVID came and we had to pivot and redesign all of our communications. And then here we are coming out of it where the world is just a little bit different than when it was a few years ago. So I think you're right on target there. Yeah, we just have to experiment because marketing is not rocket science. It's not precise. Everything mm -hmm. could happen while we're having fun. But you know, we have to we have to plan in advance, of course, but we have to leave some wiggle room to experiment and try and have fun with it. Yeah, no, I love that. That's really great advice. Okay, Yuval, how can people work with you? What um, programs do you currently have going and what's the best way to connect? Because all your content has been so rich and I loved all the tips and it's exactly what our audience is looking for in terms of figuring out how to sell more, how to be more ethical and how to really connect with folks. Sure. Uh, so right now I have only three offers. Um, 
I, you can actually subscribe to my email list and see what it's like to actually have an amazing onboarding experience. That's my uh, token of appreciation uh, to you joining my list at ackermancopywriting.com forward slash subscribe. That's how you join. Uh, in terms of uh, my services, um, I can either offer a copy audit where I can just see where are things not clicking, pun very much intended. Um, I also have uh, a retainer offer um, that is a quarterly offer for business owners who would like to delegate their email copywriting and strategy to someone who cares about it as much as uh, they uh, do. And I'm about to launch a new um, copy coaching course um, or membership for business owners who would like to write their own emails stay consistent but still write it themselves with a bit of you know um di professional direction um so that's email muscles i'm going to uh share all about it uh on my in my email list um so make sure to actually join that's fantastic. I love it so much. I love all the good content. I love how you put words together to really help people make connections with their audience. And now you all, I thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was a blast. All right. That wraps up this episode of Saturday Soundbites. As always, I'm excited to connect with you. So you can reach out to me at veronicavsofer.com. Make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. We don't want you to miss any episodes of Saturday Soundbites. And if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop you all and I some comments so that we can connect with you and be sure to give you all the content you are looking for. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode by sending you lots of positive energy and light. <laughs>